Pamela Brown is the author of the Power Up Life Boss Journal for Intentional Living. Life Boss is the attitude of an individual who takes ownership and responsibility of their life in every aspect, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Pamela encourages you to look no further. The power is in you. You got this. Michelle Morrissey is the owner of Lucidity Communication Consultants. She is passionate about helping her coaching clients and workshop participants uncover and navigate complex interpersonal dynamics. She believes we must go below surface communication to connect and influence beneath the layers. Pamela and Michelle have brought their years of friendship and experience in human services, mental health, and communication sciences and disorders to bring you The Mind Grind. Welcome to today's episode of The Mind Grind. The Mind Grind. You didn't tell me we weren't wearing glasses in this episode. What are we doing? Oh, okay. Now I'm ready. Twinsies. Oh, okay. (laughs) What are we talking about today, Pam? Oh, Angie. (laughs) We are talking about reshaping your talent. Crucial. Reshaping your talent. talking about reshaping your talent let me tell you what you know you can study a profession or learn a skill set and you can do that thing for a year five years seven years ten years but it's critical to keep up on what's going on in your industry Mm -hmm. you know you are your biggest marketing person of self Mm -hmm. so your skill set how you um your appearance, mm-hmm. which you can talk about as far as conferences, you know, that self-investment to be a better professional, that's so important. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's how I think you end up providing a unique value, right? So you take your formal training and add your passion to it. Now, you're not going to get me to demonize a nine five. You know, because oh, there's some of that chatter out there. Uh, I have a nine to five and I'm also an entrepreneur. And when you talk about self-investment, a lot of uh, the self-study is what makes me unique. And, it, and as I said before, it brings a unique value to my nine to five. Mm. But it basically is what my entrepreneurial endeavor kind of embodies, you know, so it's leveraging whatever your trained skill is and bring in your own oomph, your own je ne sais quoi, you know, along with it. And and that is another way we stay motivated. Right. When we bring that extra element of the specialness about us to something. Yeah, you're you're right. You know, I love that that two word statement, bring it, mm. bring it. What are you, what are you bringing? Mm-hmm. What are you bringing? What type of expertise? What type of customer service? Mm-hmm. What kind of mindset? What kind of attitude are you bringing to the professional table? Mm-hmm. And it's so important because you can't keep eating the same food all the time. You'll still get the same results, right? 
Absolutely. So when you change up, when you do that self-investment, when you step out of the norm to add more value, Mm -hmm. more skill sets, the networking, we haven't talked about that yet, but even networking, the power of networking. and, Mm -hmm. And networking is not just who you meet and what you can get from that person. But also, what can you add to that relationship? The follow-up, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to cultivate those relationships, too. What do you think, Michelle? Oh, absolutely. And part of uh, some of our foundational messaging is about communication. Communication builds relationships. Relationships build business. So it is, it's crucial to know how to network, to know um, how to make relationships mutually beneficial. I call it being an ethical opportunist. Mm. Meaning <laughs> meaning, yeah, I'm not gonna say that there's there's not some self in, self interest here. Sure. But I'm gonna make sure that there's something for both of us. Right. That's the ethical part of it. Uh and not again, not it being a one way, one way right. type of deal. So when you we talk about uh, just developing ourselves and just making sure that we stay fresh. Now, I'm in a field that is evidence-based, that's science-based. So we've always been required to know what the latest um, research is mm-hmm. about something. And, and I can tell you, in supporting students in the schools, the demographics of the students I work with look different. I remember having a day and there was a student absent. And I was like, wait a minute. When I started in this field, all of my students were African-American. That day when that student was absent, I saw no African-Americans that day. So it required me to be committed to gaining another skill set. How do I relate to this new demographic mm-hmm. that I am um, expected to support with excellence? And we don't get to stay in a slump and say, this is the way that we've always done it. We have to evolve. We have to reshape our talent because times change. Times change very quickly. Yes. And not even the span of, you know, 15, 20, 25 years I'm talking about. Let's go from March 2020 (laughs) to October 2021. Yes. Where we were all live. Now we have to function in this hybrid world, which takes another skill set. Right. You know, I think you were talking about a client of yours who said, an hour is my limit. That's all y'all have That's for it. me. Because it really is a different kind of environment. You go from being present with the time, people, space, and objects of one setting to like watching it and engaging from a totally different place, like mm-hmm. home. And it's... It, Feels literally feels different to us, and we're still trying to negotiate that uh, mentally. And you know, because yes. there's a bit of fatigue about doing all of your work from home, right? So there's a whole lot that we're negotiating. And when we talk about staying relevant and reshaping our talent, how do we stay invigorated and innovative yes. when things change? beyond our control. Mm-hmm. So what are, what do you think our responsibilities are? I always already talked about um, 
just learning the population that you serve and what it, because you said customer service, and that's yes. what it is, right? Yes. Adapting to the needs of whomever you have to serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, I think a lot about, just like what you were saying, you know, what's going on in the 21st century mm-hmm. workspace? And a lot of times employers will put on a job vacancy announcement or a post. You know, we, we want someone who's an innovative thinker. Mm-hmm. We want someone who's able to grow forward in our organization. Mm-hmm. We want someone who can be um, independent, you know. So when you are having those conversations, how do you bring those words to life? You know, what does it mean to be an innovative thinker? Mm-hmm. For me, it means someone who can think out literally, who can think outside the box, mm-hmm. as well as many organizations want to know, you know, are you results driven? Mm-hmm. You know, just not by concept, but what type of results, what type of outcomes by the work that you do will this organization have? How can you help to grow it? How can you help to make um, our operations more efficient? Mm-hmm. These are a lot of the concerns that employers are, are looking for these days. So it's not just the skill set of the tradition of the actual role, but really it's a it's a larger picture, mm-hmm. you know. So when you ask the question, well, what can I do? A lot of it to me has to be uh, my initiative, mm-hmm. right? Me taking responsibility, me being accountable without necessarily someone telling me to do certain things, but just to do it mm-hmm. in order to perfect what I'm, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because when I can take the initiative, that means that, first of all, I see the value of my position. And I also can see the role that my position has in the big picture, the mm-hmm. macro of the organization. And how do I make that you know, that continuity. When we talk about customer service, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. customer service <laughs> is a pet peeve of mine mm-hmm. and it transcends into every industry. I mean, I guess traditionally when we talk about customer service, we think about hospitality, right? Mm-hmm. We think about um, restaurants and, and those type of industries. But it's in every industry. I talked to you um, earlier today about the importance of Acknowledging email. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the, for me, that's a form of customer service. Whether mm-hmm. you know the answer, you don't know the answer, just to acknowledge someone's email in a timely manner is important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, thank you, Michelle. I, I've read your email. I see your concern. Unfortunately, I'm not the person that can that handles this, but I can certainly direct you or share this with the person who can. Mm-hmm. It took me two minutes to write that, Mm -hmm. but at least you've gotten some acknowledgement and some response as well as some direction Mm -hmm. on what to do next. Absolutely. When you talk about customer service, I have a personal definition of what customer service is and what, what is a customer. It's what it is. I say a customer is anybody whose behavior I want to influence in order for me to drive them to a desired or repeated action. Mm -hmm. That's a good definition. You know what? You're a customer of mine, Pam. Because I want you in my life. I want you to continue to come around. So I have to treat you with a certain level of service. What does that look like? Respect, meeting your needs, being responsive 
so that you want to stay around, so that you want to uh, come back again and again, right? So we have had the, the glowing compliment from our young producer saying, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell my peers about you yes. all. Right. And that's what we want. We want to serve people with something they need so that they go tell others. Right. And so that they come back. Right. So we can expand that and think about almost everybody in our lives as a customer. How am I gonna serve you in order to cultivate a relationship that you makes you wanna stay here and be here? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because even when we think about babies. We love to say our babies love us. Babies don't love. <laughs> ba babies don't understand the virtue of love. Babies understand attachment because we solve their problems. They know it and they cry. Mama's going to change them. Mama or daddy's going to change them. Going to feed them. And whoever their biggest problem solver is, that is who they'll be attached to. So if we want people to be attached to us, when we talk about re kind of reinventing and reshaping yourself. Yes. How are you going to meet people's needs to the point where they are attached to you and don't want to let you go? Right. That, is, that should be become a part of your personal performance plan. Because I don't know about you, but when we talk about uh, how we both really don't ascribe to New Year's resolutions, I, I don't need somebody to call me into an office to go over a yearly performance plan, or I don't even have to wait mm. um, until it's time for me to send my uh, clients their end of the engagement evaluation. That is something I am reflecting on. And I know what I need to do better in. If they were to call me on the carpet, I would know what they're gonna say before right. they can tell me because I'm being reflective. Once again, it's that self-awareness that should drive you to self-management to make mm -hmm. some kind of change, which takes us all the way past motivation, social awareness, to relationship management. Absolutely. And you're managing it by serving people. Yes. Yes. Look at, um, I, I think all the time when I think about customer service and, and, and considering you know, what it means as far as reshaping and your talent and projecting it to hire, I think about... Uh, the Chick-fil-A mm -hmm. uh, organization, right? Okay, yes, their food is good, but there are other restaurants that have good food. Mm -hmm. But the exception most of the time in my encounters with Chick-fil-A is, again, the exceptional customer service. It's from the greeting, the acknowledging me as a customer. It's the care and concern. It, it's the whole, it's not anything... Um, Singular, but it's about the entire experience, mm -hmm. right? So the, it's the experience. And that's the same thing. When you're talking about reshaping my talent, it's about my professional experience. Mm -hmm. It's also my, my personal experience. And how do I capture that so that whoever I'm talking to or whoever that target audience is, they're getting the best version of me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about uh, some of our early friendship and relationship building activities of just walking in the park. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and just talking and walking and walking and talking and sharing and connecting and building those bonds that build influence. We have to do the same thing uh, in our workspaces. When you talk about building professionalism, that should be your service, right? And 
we know that we all want to be in companies and fields where we feel appreciated and valued. That's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're not just we're not talking about people masking and just sucking right. it up where it's not a good fit or where they're not happy. Again, that's another that's for that's for season two. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that next season. But uh when we talk about reshaping your talent, it's doing a little doing a little reflection. How can I step it up? How can I add to my skill set so that I add to the experience that I provide to my organization and or my clients? Mm-hmm. Because whatever you are, you're not the onlyest one. That's one of my favorite phrases. The you you're not the onlyest one. Motivation, mental health uh, professional, you're not the only one. Right. Good night. Communication skills, there are a million out there, but I can communicate. Um, very strongly what makes me different, what causes me to stand out and what I've done to get there. And a lot of that work, most of that work has been self-initiated. Yes. Yes. And something I, I try to uh, live by as well as work by is a quote that says, mindset is the tool that sets the best from the rest. Mm. Your mindset, you know, your attitude, your your approach, your action. And again, that shapes that experience because when your mindset going into something, being open-minded, you know, even as far as reshaping your talent, that says a whole lot. Because again, I'm saying I care about who I am. I care about what I have to give. I have to offer and where where am I going? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't get stuck. And a lot of times, truth be told, Michelle, people get stuck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People, people get stuck in, in in their careers. And sometimes that getting stuck doesn't mean that there's anything wrong to them. Mm-hmm. They're okay with being mm-hmm. right where they right where they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, we're living in a different time. Like I said, when you have employers who saying, Well, we're looking for you know an innovative employee. Innovation indicates that there's going to be change. Mm-hmm. Change and growth. Change and mm-hmm. growth. Yeah. Uh, there's a quote. I think it's Fritz Pearls. I'm not sure. But the quote says, change is hard. Real change is real hard. Right? And so we have to get uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to be a bad discomfort. Right. Be excited about growing and um, just having your capacity increased, you know, um, and get a mentor or, mm-hmm. uh, as we talked about reaching out and asking for help, but again, what value do you want to bring? Because truth be told, I know, we're in this society that talks about, I don't care what people think. That's a lie. You should care how people think, especially people you are in a relationship with, be it a work relationship or uh, because those people are counting on you for something and Mm -hmm. you took the job. So there is a job that you said you would do and you should care or even personal relationships. Right. So, yeah, that's a lie that we don't care uh, what people think. And we we provide value. The value is returned to us. And it really does make make us feel good about ourselves. It like, really does. Come on now. Let's let's be honest. Let's we be like honest. to know that we've done some good for somebody or something that's bigger than us. Yeah. Yeah. 
And when we ask the existential question, why are we here? That really is why we're here. Yeah. And sometimes that reshaping causes us to have to stretch. <clears throat> mm -hmm. It causes us to have to uh, get out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it causes disruption. Mm -hmm. You know, but again, when you're caring about and you see the the long term vision. You just do it. Like Nike says, just just, just do, do it. it. There, there are no excuses. There's no obstacle. There are no hindrances. You just do it. And if you come against some glitches or some challenges, you just, you learn, you grow, but you keep it moving. Mm -hmm. right? And if you hit a zone where you're feeling a whole lot of internal conflict, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. Talk to somebody. If, if the plan you've laid out for yourself, is it working? Get some help. Like I said, get a mentor, get somebody who can help you get unstuck. Right. So when we're talking about reshaping ourselves or reshaping our talent, we're talking about us. Once we're again, about us. the man in the mirror. Yeah. And then that puts you in the position to have those negotiation conversations with that, uh, that, mm -hmm, then that, with that boss that you may want a little bit more money from or want to talk about upward mobility because yes. you're able to present yourself uh, from a value of a position of value and not necessarily a self-serving position. Absolutely. And you want to come, ac come across as value, as an asset to an organization versus a, a problem or, or something that we have to get rid of. You want to bring value to it. And if you mm -hmm. don't find that value there, you know that you're a valuable person, and if it's time for you to change, make that change. Mm -hmm. But you know, don't get into again that place, that rut, and because you become miserable, mm -hmm. you know, you make it miserable for yourself as well as for those other people. And I think about um, again going back to talking about the entire experience, and I'll paraphrase a quote by Dr. Maya Angelou, and she said, "You may people may never." or always remember what you said about them, but they will remember how you treated them. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. And that's so important. And it's so true. There's a lot of authenticity to that. They may not remember exactly what she or he said, but I certainly will remember how they treated me. Mm -hmm. Because that is the story that we create together. Right experience. So why don't you leave our listeners with that quote that you said about mindset and you can wrap up this segment for yeah, us. Yeah, you know, mindset is the key to separating the best from the rest. Mm -hmm. You know, there'll be like zillions of people that might be able to have the same or similar skills or, or, or uh, qualifications, but your mindset and your confidence in, your, in yourself to know that I'm the best and what I'm doing separates you from the rest. I'm not going to try to talk over that. So thank you once again for uh, joining us for another episode of The Mind Grind. The Mind Grind.